It's uh, called Faith in the Furnace, and uh, that's not about being a Christian in South Florida. That is about uh, our efforts in trying to serve God uh, in difficult circumstances, in dealing with a, a culture and a world that is contrary to God. How are you supposed to live your life? How do you practice your faith? What does that look like as you live day, day in and, and day out? And uh, the letter that Peter writes, that first letter is writing to Christians in similar circumstances who are suffering uh, because of the circumstances they are in, the opposition that they are facing because of their faith. And, and last time before I took my break that we saw in First Peter chapter 2 that he reminded them of the importance of, of never forgetting that we do not belong. This is not our home. We do not belong here. And so things are going to certainly uh, be different as we look at ourselves as pilgrims and exiles waging war uh, with uh, waging war against the sins and that's those uh, sinful desires that, that afflict us. And you might remember that noted there in, in verse 12, he said to keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. And now in verses 13 through 17, he is going to express uh, ultimately what that is going to look like. And what he says may be somewhat surprising. As you think about, okay, here's how I want you to live in an honorable way in the world, even as the world stands against God and treats you as evildoers because of your faith. Here's what doing good looks like. I want you to notice what he says in verse 13. <clears throat> in verse 13 of 1 Peter chapter 2, he says, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution. Or some say, Submit to every human authority because of the Lord. I think it is interesting that there is one particular word that I want you to zero in on, and if you like to mark up or circle or highlight your Bibles. This is the word that I would like you to, to circle or highlight. It's the word every. I want you to submit to every human institution. Every. And the reason why I think this is interesting because it's almost as if Peter knows that as soon as we hear those words, we're going to have some kind of objection. Submit to every human institution. Now, wait a minute. And you will notice that Peter seems to grasp that rejection or that resistance that we might have because he continues, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who are evil and to praise those who do good. You can imagine in the first century as Peter writes, I want you to submit to every human authority. The first reaction of the first century would be even the Roman emperor. Wait a minute. You, you, that guy's crazy. You, you got to be kidding. He's not any good. He's evil. He's wicked. You know, he's killing Christians, right? Uh, submit to every human institution Every human authority. Well, there's got to be some loopholes, right? And Peter goes, no. E even the governors, even those who are ruling over those provinces and in the Roman Empire. 
even to the emperor as supreme. I want you to submit to every human institution. I think that the most important word in that sentence is every. He is talking about every human authority. And so that for us, that means we are submitting to the president of the United States. We are submitting to the governor of Florida. We are submitting to the mayor of Palm Beach County. I didn't know we had a mayor of Palm Beach County till the pandemic. I was like, what? We have a mayor of Palm Who is this guy? It was a whole new thing. I'm like, I didn't vote for him. Oh, you don't vote for him. Oh, that, well, that's maybe why I didn't know about him. Uh, submit to the mayor of Palm Beach County. Submit to the mayor of the locality in which you live. Submit to human ordinances, local ordinances, neighborhood rules. We submit to the IRS. We submit to law enforcement. We submit to every human authority. And I want you to notice that as Peter is describing life in a world that is contrary to God, he is saying as the people of God, I want you to submit to every human institution and every authority. I want you to live your life in that way. And I want you to notice that it doesn't say submit to them unless they're ungodly. By the way, if that was the loophole, we wouldn't submit to any of human authorities. <laughs> I would just completely eradicate the very thing that was stated right there. Unless we're going to go back to the God being king and giving laws like under the old law. We're not going to have that. It is not submit as long as they give godly rules. It doesn't say submit as long as we agree with them or as long as that we voted for them or as long as we like them or as long as they're doing right or as long as they're making moral decisions. Our feelings about that authority are deemed irrelevant. We do not get to sit back and go, yeah, but I'm really not a fan of Emperor Nero. I, I can't imagine there's a single person that was a Christian in these days that read that and went, you know, we love Emperor Nero. He's so great. You know, history does not record him well. And this is the time that Peter's writing. It's not even like it was a good benevolent emperor. It was Nero. And so your feelings about that authority are not at play either. And so often that's what we have the tendency to do is to think about all the conditions or all the possibilities or all the loopholes or all the disclaimers that we could possibly put forward as to why we don't have to do that. And I want you to see that Peter is empty with that. He says every human authority and then he thinks of the worst ones, whether the emperor and then those Governors over those provinces throughout the Roman Empire. Those would have been your least favorite guys. And he says, I want you to submit your lives to them. I want you to yield to them. And I think what we're seeing Peter trying to communicate to us is that as the people of God living in a society that stands against God, we are not putting ourselves forward as rebels against authority. We are not going around rebelling against them and saying, you know, we're not going to do what they say. Uh, that's not the picture. The picture is that of submission. And we've seen that truth in the life of the Apostle Paul as we've gone through the book of Acts. 
you see the Apostle Paul submitting to every human authority, even while they were breaking laws. We've seen that in the book of Acts. They're not doing what's right. And Paul is still yielding to them. Paul is still submitting to them. And friends, keep in mind, when Jesus is arrested and put on trial and crucified, there are myriads of laws that are broken to get that accomplished. And Jesus yielded to that process. Myriads of laws are broken. We don't get to sit back and go, well, since they're breaking the law, I don't get to submit to that authority anymore. Paul yielded to it. Jesus yielded to it. And so our feelings about that authority then are completely irrelevant. I think that's hard because right now we live in a culture and a time that says, well, if you don't like something, you don't have to do it. And that's what's kind of making things more and more chaotic in our culture is if you just don't like it, then you just don't do it. It's just kind of as if, you know, the laws are all about uh, personal feeling for the day. You know, oh, I don't really feel like following that one, so I'll do whatever I want to do. It doesn't work that way. And and as Christians, we have to understand whether we are uh, mildly disinterested about the law or, you know, ferociously disagreeing about whatever the law or the authority is, Peter is telling us that we have to follow it. We got to have good practice with that, with the pandemic over the past couple of years, right? With all of the rules and laws and things that were thrown all over the place about everything that we had to do. And how we felt about it was irrelevant. And what mattered was being the people of God who followed what they said. And we needed to follow through with that. And so we did those kinds of things. You see, you were here, we did strange things. You know, they said, if, if, you, if you're gathered together, you've, you've got to be six feet apart. So we were like roping off pews and making X designs and doing all kinds of strange things to try to stay six feet apart. Then they said, and then you've got to wear masks. They're like, okay. So then we had to put the sign up and say, we've got to do this because we're submitting to every human authority. We tried to follow everything they said. There was only one thing we didn't do. When they said, don't worship, we said, ah, that's that. Okay, now, now you crossed into here and I can't do that one. God says I'm going to worship him. But I can still worship him and follow all of your other rules. I was, always, I was amazed and just um, excited to see the great links that some of the churches in California went through to worship. We thought ours was weird. You had to meet outside six feet apart wearing masks. And there were some other things like that. And so where I grew up at, you know, that was a long time ago, but where I grew up at. So here they are outside, super distant in a parking lot, in the blaze of the sun, meeting and singing. And we're going to do everything we can to not be perceived as rebels against God's authority. That's the picture that's given to us. We do not put ourselves forward that way. I I think it's also important to point out, as Peter writes this, that the kind of government that we submit to is also not in question. 
If we had been born in Canada, this passage would not be any different. If you had been born in China, this passage would not read any different. If you were born in a European country, this passage would not read any different. If you were born in a Middle Eastern country, this passage would not read any different. It is important for us because sometimes what we think is, I have to submit to only capitalistic economic democracies. Then that's what this was talking about, as if that's what they had. It's not what they had. We, as the people of God, submit to every human authority. Now, why are we doing this? I want you to look at verse 13 again. Verse 13, he says, here's why we're doing this. Here's why we submit to every human authority. This is why we're not rebelling against God's, against their law is because we are doing it for the Lord's sake. Verse 13, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human authority. This is such an important thing for us to keep in mind that what we are doing with our submission to earthly authorities is we are displaying our submission to God. The moment that sense within us goes, well, I don't like we are submitting to God when we submit to these human authorities and human institutions. We are displaying that submission to God. And I hope what we would put into our minds is I am honoring God and I am worshiping God by doing this. Even if I don't agree with it, I don't like it, I didn't vote for it, whatever it is. But I'm worshiping God and honoring God. I'm honoring God because it is for the Lord's sake that I do this. It may not be for anybody else's sake, but it's going to be for God's sake that I'm going to do this anyway. That's what Peter is putting forward for us. We submit to the president because we are submitting to God. We submit to our governor because we are submitting to God. We submit to our mayor because we are submitting to God. We submit to HOA rules because we are submitting to God. We are following what human authorities and institutions say because we are going to submit ourselves to God. And we are not going to be perceived as ones who are rebelling against authority. That's what Peter is describing. That's the image that is being given to us. That we would not be pictured as people who are living in the kingdom of God, resisting and fighting physically the kingdom of this world. But we live in both and we submit to both. And I want you to see that that's ultimately God's will. Notice he says that in verse 15. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Now that makes you think for a minute. What are foolish people saying about Christians that Peter says This is why it's so important that you submit to every human institution and authority. What are they saying about us? And I think one of the things you get a sense of pretty quickly as you read the book of Acts, and even if you think about it logically, is some of the challenges that are going to come up against the faith and against Christians as they try to practice their faith is that they are a bunch of evildoers and lawbreakers. 
And so that's going to be put forward. In fact, as we saw in the book of Acts, remember how many times are the, the, his opponents running around against Paul saying, he's breaking laws. And Paul was able to stand up every single time and say, no, I'm not. I have lived in good conscience before God and before all people. He was able to make that defense. He wasn't saying to me, go, yeah, you know what? You got me there because I was really mad about that law or that one. I didn't. I have followed those laws. And I want you to see the picture is that as he's talking about doing good, this aspect of doing good means submitting to those authorities. This is one of the ways that we are doing good in the world is we do good through this submission. And by doing so, he says, you're going to silence people by doing that. They're going to try to say things about you and your actions are going to show otherwise. They're going to say, you're lawbreakers and evil people. And you're going to stand back and go, I try to keep every rule. I try to keep every ordinance. I try to keep every law. We try to practice everything that has been given to us. So that we could stand before all people and say, we have tried to follow everything that has been given to us by every human authority and human institution. We try to follow that. That, I think, is what the picture is all about so that we will not confirm this perception of lawbreakers. And again, I want us to think about the examples that are given to us in the scriptures about this. Did Jesus resist the authorities? Think about all the different opportunities that were there for that. In fact, in that moment, Peter was ready to resist the authorities. And Jesus goes, no. That's not what we're doing here. That's not what this is about. That's not how we operate. Put the sword away. That's not what we're going to do here. Did Stephen resist the authorities? And the Apostle Paul did not either. One of the things that we see is that we are not going to play into the very thing that the opponents want to say about Christians. We do not want to give off that perception that we rebel and overthrow these human institutions and we don't follow. No, we follow. We submit. We obey. We will do it. And we may not like it. We may not agree with it. We may not think it's moral, but we're going to do what we're told to do. That's the picture that's being being given to us here. Such an important image that he says is that this is God's will, that by doing good. Well, what's the good that we've been talking about? What's what's his context? Yielding, submitting. Doing what these authorities say to do. By doing that as good, then you will put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. And I think what Peter says next is so important and can be very challenging. Look at verse 16. Verse 16 says, So live as people who are free, not using your freedom to cover up evil, but living as servants of God. This is so important for us. As Americans, because notice what Peter says. Okay, you've got your freedoms and you've got your rights. 
but you're still slaves of God. You can have all those freedoms and you have all of those rights. But that does not free you from what God is saying. It doesn't free you from God's commands. It doesn't free you from who you are as a servant of God. We can't put that over in a corner over here and go servant of God on Sunday and rallying here I am all the other days. We are servants of God and we are called to use our freedom to serve God in that way. Using those rights and freedoms for God, not resisting what God has told us to do. And I think that is so important that as soon as we have within our minds that phrase, well, I have a right, that we would backstop that and go, but you're still a servant of God. You're still a servant of God. And everything that we possess and have is by the grace of God and is to be used for God. And so this is an important picture that is given to us here. And so even if we say, well, I've got rights and I've got freedoms and I've got privileges, we still submit to every authority. We still submit to every institution. We still submit to every ordinance and every rule and every law. And we follow them so that we are not discrediting the gospel. So that people do not have a reason to make a charge against us. To be able to look at us and say, well, see, they're all a bunch of lawbreakers. What they do is they're just always against. No, we are going to quietly and faithfully serve God and submit to human authorities. I I love how Peter sums this up. Uh, Sometimes things are, are written in such a way to make it very memorable Verse 17 is the perfect summary if you want to be able to summarize and remember what Peter wants you to do on a daily basis as you live in a culture and a world that is antagonistic to God. Number one, verse 17, honor everyone. But, but Peter, <laughs> honor everyone? Where's the, where's the parenthesis except honor? I want to honor everyone unless they honor everyone unless except honor Everyone, honor your neighbor, honor unbelievers, honor the people who make you coffee every morning and pack your groceries, honor the people who disagree with you, honor people who are hurtful and rude to you, honor people on social media. It doesn't say honor everyone except, but honor everyone. Can you think about what this world would look like if everyone honored everyone? We're supposed to be the starters of that. 
honor everyone. What a statement. Concise to the point, show people honor and respect and deference. Number two, verse 17. Love the brotherhood. I put it as loving the family of faith. We need to love one another. So we honor everyone. And here as the community of faith, we love one another. We don't slander each other. We don't undermine each other. We don't speak against each other. We don't avoid each other. We don't cause problems or strife. We are loving one another, working together. Or to put it another way, we are seeking the best interests of the other. That's ultimately what love is looking like. I'm going to seek out the best interests of the other. I'm not going to think about myself. I'm not self-promoting. I am going to not be self-serving. I'm going to do what's in your best interest. Love the family of believers. Honor everyone. Love the family of believers. Number three, verse 17. Fear God. Everything we do is because we fear the Lord. I am looking forward in a few weeks. We're going to have a lesson about what fearing the Lord looks like and why that's so important. But in our summary here, everything we do is because we fear God. We use our freedoms out of a fear of God. We honor others because we fear God. We submit to authorities and institutions because we fear God. Everything we do, life and breath, is to serve God because we fear God. We exist for God. Honor everyone. Love the family of faith. Fear God. Look at this ending in verse 17. Honor the emperor. Again, I put myself in first century shoes and just think about Peter saying that. Nero is your emperor when this is real. I want you to honor everybody. I want you to love the family of believers. I want you to fear God. And I even want you to honor those who are in authority. Honor and respect them even all the way up to the top. Even if you've got Nero riding on the throne. He is worthy of honor. I hope that causes us to think about the words we say. And the things we think. And the way we act when it comes to honoring those who are in positions of authority. When the world is turning against God and turning against his people, the picture is that we are supposed to be doing good. And let those four short commands just resonate within you every single day. Honor everyone. Love the body of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Because ultimately this is pictured for us as our doing good is going to be observed in the world in that way. It's one of the ways that we do it. There are lots of ways we like to talk about doing good. 
And I don't want you to exclude this idea from doing good in the world. One of the ways that we do good in the world is by submitting to every human authority, by following the law, by doing what our society in its authoritative way says to do. We follow it with only one exception. And that exception is not, I don't like it. That exception is not, I didn't vote for it. That exception is not, it doesn't really work for me today. The only exception is it directly, directly violates what God said to do. Only then can it be set aside. Other than that, submit to capital letters, underline and highlight every, every, every human institution. For by doing so, you can silence the critic and continue to live faithfully before God. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, these are challenging directions. Lord, it can be hard for us when we live in a time that feels so contrary to your will, that seems to stand against you at every turn. And Lord, I pray that you would strengthen our faith in such a way so that we would be reminded every single day that as we yield and submit to laws and regulations, we are serving you in that. Help us to remember that we are honoring you when we submit to human authorities. Help us to remember that we are worshiping you when we submit to these things. Lord, we know that you are the one who puts all human institutions in place. And Lord, we have our faith in you, that you see all that is going on, that you are fully aware of the circumstances that we face. And we pray for that we would be trusting you all the more as we live our lives each day. Help us to live our lives with the freedom that we have so that it honors you in all that we do. And Lord, we pray for forgiveness when we have not honored everyone like we ought. We pray for forgiveness for when we have not honored our, our human authorities that we have over us. We pray for forgiveness for when we have not loved one another as you have called us to, when we've been self-serving instead. Lord, we pray that you would forgive us for when we have not lived with the proper fear and reverence and awe and respect for you that you want us to have. Forgive us for these sins. And Lord, I pray that as we move forward in our walk with you, that you would strengthen us so that we would honor everyone, love the family of faith, fear you, and honor those who are in charge. In Jesus' name, amen.